Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. My destination that I have in my head, for as far back as I can remember, my destination that I have in mind has shifted as the journey has taken place. But you have to have some direction to head. People will hesitate. They won't do anything. They won't try anything because they're trying to get the vision perfect they're like well i gotta i've got to know exactly what it is in order to move forward wrong you just need to be able to take a step but you'll be in this exact place next year if you don't have a vision of where you want to head so understand that as you walk forward on your path whatever it is things will shift and change that's so normal And then the finish line will adjust and change as you've moved through some of this journey. But you wouldn't have been on that journey in the first place if you didn't know what direction you were heading. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, it's Rachel and welcome to another episode of the Rachel Hollis Podcast. More specifically, welcome to maybe the first episode of the new year. And I say maybe because I am recording this one on a whim. It's December 31st, it's New Year's Eve. And I got the idea to do this episode and really felt like it would be hopefully beneficial to some of y'all. Either way, I feel like this conversation and in particular these questions are really helpful for this time of year. I love to do it on 
December 31st, which is why it popped into my head to do a podcast about it at the last minute. But it's also, honestly, it could be something you do any time of year. If you just happen to be coming across this episode in March, listen to it, do some journaling, do some unpacking, maybe get a friend and you guys can talk it through together. It's good any time of the year, but I'm just such a nerd for the new year. So I love doing it at the end of the year or at the very beginning of a new one. So essentially, these are the questions that I ruminate on when I'm ending a year. And you've probably heard me say before how much I love a new year. I have loved a new year since I was younger. I just love the idea of a fresh start. You know, I love some goals. I love laying out a vision. And you can do that at any time, but there's something about a new year that always feels so fresh and exciting to me. It's probably wrapped up in the fact that my birthday is January 9th. So my whole life, the new year sort of felt like all these big things were happening at one time. But I do feel like there's a certain kind of energy that happens at this time of year. I get really excited about it. And I think it's a great chance to reflect and to look into the future. All of that to say, because this is last minute, I am recording this in Hawaii with my kids. I don't have like a studio or a special spot to go. So there's a very strong chance you're going to hear kids in the background echoes because obviously I'm not in the studio. Like just understand that this is not the highest production value you will ever hear from me, but it is really good content. So hopefully even if my kids start battling each other to the death behind me and you hear that, you'll just be like, it's fine. Keep talking about the questions. So all of this happened because this morning I was sitting having coffee with my boo and we were just asking each other end of year questions like preparing for New Year's Day and what's the vision for the year and what do you want and all of these things. And there were a handful of questions in that conversation that I felt like are tried and true for me And also just really good to figure out what it is you actually want. Let's let's jump into the questions. Let's jump into what I think about and what I think would be really helpful for you to think about. And for me, it always starts with this one. In fact, if you don't ruminate on any other thing I talk about today, I think this is the most powerful question you can ask yourself ever, but at the start of a new year, which is, where do I want to be on this day next year? Where do I want to be on this day next year? Or if we want to get more granular and I think more effective, who do I want to be on this day next year? Because I hope you've hung out with me long enough. I hope you've read enough personal development. I hope you've, you know, Stephen Covey and the seven of Habits of Highly Effective People or basically any book written on personal development in the last 20 years, which will talk about the idea of starting with the end in mind. That's Stephen Covey quote, starting with the end in mind. In business, we would say that you look at the finish line and then you kind of back up from there. If you've come to a RISE conference before, then we talk about this idea of the mile markers on your route and where is it that you want to end up? Okay. And then let's back up and figure out What are the steps that we need to take to actually get there? But more importantly, I think it's just about, do you actually have a vision of where it is you want to go? Do you actually have a vision of who you want to be and how you want to show up? And 
I love vision casting for a decade in the future, five years in the future. But in this instance, it's just really helpful to ask yourself, where are you going to be next year? So the question I asked my boyfriend this morning was, okay, we're sitting here having coffee at this time next year. What do you want to be true? What are the stories that you want to tell? What are the things that you're going to be most proud of when we're sitting here talking next year? And that would be my same question for y'all. However you started this day, like you had coffee, you went on a run, you went on a walk, you woke up and scrolled Instagram. I hope you didn't do that. You did something this morning to start off your day. Now imagine that you project yourself 12 months in the future on this exact day next year. Well, what has happened in the last year in your perfect vision of the world? What are the things that you want to be true? Start there. Because if you don't have a vision of where you're going, it's so impossible to get there. You know, if you want to get biblical, there's a great scripture that says, without vision, the people perish. You need to have a direction that you're heading. You need to have a clear end in mind. And the beauty of this life, y'all, the beauty of it is that my destination that I have in my head, for as far back as I can remember, my destination that I have in mind has shifted as the journey has taken place. But you have to have some direction to head People will hesitate. They won't do anything. They won't try anything because they're trying to get the vision perfect. They're like, well, I gotta, I've got to know exactly what it is in order to move forward. Wrong. You just need to be able to take a step. But you'll be in this exact place next year if you don't have a vision of where you want to head. So understand that as you walk forward on your path, whatever it is, things will shift and change. That's so normal. And then the finish line will adjust and change as you've moved through some of this journey. But you wouldn't have been on that journey in the first place if you didn't know what direction you were heading. What's the central thesis to your year, right? What's the main theme over everything as you move into this new year? Are you focusing on health? Is this the year that you focus on finances? Is this the year you focus on your relationship? Maybe it's about your mental health. You're gonna go back to therapy and really get a handle on this anxiety. Maybe this is the year that you take your business to the next level. Maybe this is the year that you start your business or close your business or find yourself the love of your life or break up with, a partner or a friend that you know you cannot continue to have in your life if you want to really live a truthful and authentic life. What's the theme of this year? Because that vision of where you want to be a year from now or who you want to be a year from now, that's what's giving energy and magic and ideas and perspective shifts and opportunity. That's the thing that's going to color the steps that you take. But if you don't know what that is, you're just going to kind of hem and haw, or you'll do like most people do, and you'll pick some kind of resolution like, oh, I really got to quit doing this this year, or 
I've got to start doing this thing this year and a few weeks will go by and the resolution will be gone because there's no life attached to it. There's no why. Like if you look at next year and you're like, my hand to God by this time next year, I'm going to be a healthier version of myself, right? Maybe you don't know exactly what that looks like, but you just see this vision of yourself. You've got energy and vitality and you feel good in your body and you're strong. All of those things, right? You have that vision of yourself next year thinking like, "Ah, I did it, right? I did the thing to achieve this version of myself. Well, once you know what that thing is that you're aiming at, then you can ask yourself, okay, well, what must be true in order for me to be that version of myself? What must be true about how I'm living life today in order to make that vision of my future self manifest? That's what guides the daily principles. That's what guides those weekly habits. That's what guides the tried and true decisions that we have to make day in, day out. They've got to be grounded in a vision of where you're going. Otherwise, you're just like, well, it's a new year. I should probably change something for the better. So the first question is, where do you want to be next year? Who do you want to be next year? Number two, second question. And by the way, I told you I did this with my boo this morning. This is a great thing to do with your partner, great thing to do with a friend. Do it with someone that you trust to add energy to what you're saying. Only have this kind of conversation with someone that you trust to be a yes and person. I grew up doing theater, and in theater, there's this idea of yes and, meaning if you're in a scene with another person or with other people, a good partner in a scene will receive the energy of whatever you're doing and add to it. That's a yes and person. In improv, it's yes and. Someone will say something crazy, and you don't change the scene to accommodate what you wanted you add to the vision of what they said. So they're like, the, someone's poisoned the water hole. And you're like, yes, and they've released a family of monkeys into the, you know, whatever. You just yes and them. You don't know but. A lot of us have no but people in our lives. You sit down, you try and do this with your mama and you're like, yeah, this time next year, I want to double my revenue. And your mama doesn't have the vision that you have. And she isn't a yes and person. And she's like, no, here's X, Y, Z, Y, that can't happen. We don't want to do this exercise with those kind of people. We want to do this exercise either with someone who is additive to the process and has their own exciting vision for what they want for their life or do it by yourself. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, 
the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, Auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The second question that you can ask yourself or your group is when you look back over the last 12 months, what was the best decision that you made? What was the best decision that you made over the last 12 months? It can be literally anything, but I think it's really important to acknowledge the things that you did that were right that were good, like that was a smart thing that I did. That was a good choice that I made. This is especially important for those of you who are indecisive. You'll get analysis paralysis and you'll debate and debate and debate and not actually move forward on anything. This question is a really powerful way to acknowledge when you have made smart choices and when you have done good things, to give yourself some credit, but to also like, rest firmly in the fact that you do know what you're doing in this life. So yeah, this is a really important idea for giving yourself credit. I hope y'all have heard me talk about this before. If you've ever been to a RISE conference, we go into a lot of depth on this concept that so many of us are doing these great things. We do have tenacity, we are strong. We're showing up for our family, we're showing up for our friends. We put ourselves through college, we're taking care of aging parents, we're breaking generational cycles. Like we're doing all of these things, but not giving ourselves any credit for it. So you just sit around beat yourself up mentally for all the things you should be doing. I should lose 15 pounds. I should be doing this. I should be 
stronger in my spirituality. I should be in a yoga class three times a week. I should, I should, I should. It's just shoulding all over yourself, you know? And it's not serving you and it's not making you better. This practice of acknowledging what's the best decision you made. And all of us, I don't care who you are, where you're listening to this, every single one of us made some good decisions this year. Even if we ended you know, the last three months or the last six months and it was just a crap pile and it's a flaming dumpster fire of things you wish you hadn't done. Well, I promise you at some point in the last 12 months, you did do something good. And by being able to pinpoint that thing, I think it really is a flag. It's like a flag in the ground of like more of this, more of this kind of thing. So when I looked at the best decisions I made this year. I actually had a few that I was really pumped about. But the number one thing that I did that was so right, and it's kind of bananas. I don't know if you guys will find this when you ask yourself this question, but for me, the number one decision I made this year was to move my family back to California. Number one, like without question, the best decision I made. And that one's kind of wild because it was such a massive undertaking for our family. It was emotional. It was hard logistically figuring all the things out, getting the kids in new school. Like it was months and months of figuring stuff out to make that happen. And it's, I mean, it'll be historically one of the best decisions I've made in my life. And it's funny too, because I think when I backtrack you know, gosh, six years ago or something. I can't even, the time's all blurring together in my mind. But whenever I made the decision to move to Austin with my family, I probably would have told you that that was one of the best decisions I made that year as well. And I think for me, I guess I feel pretty proud of myself when I make decisions that are big, like really big, and they're right. Yeah, I almost feel like sometimes those bigger decisions are easier to make because there's clarity around them. It's the little decisions, the everyday decisions where things get murky. But the big stuff, not only does it feel really right in my heart, but it also ends up being the thing that makes the biggest difference. That was definitely one of the best decisions. And I'm curious what yours is. When I say that when you identify those great decisions, it's like sticking a flag in the ground. I think that one for me looks like follow your heart. Listen to your gut. Even when the road you're going to have to walk to pull this vision off is really rocky and difficult, that's just an example of on the other side of this really difficult road is a better option for you or a better option for your family? So that's a great question. What was the best decision you made this year? The third question is a partner to the question before it. If we're going to ask what was the best decision we made this year, then we have to ask, knowing what you know now, knowing what you know now, what do you wish you hadn't done in the last 12 months? What's a decision you made, or maybe it was lack of decision that led you to a certain way of life or a certain way of being, but what's something you wish you hadn't done now that you know all that you know? On like the most granular level, understand this. Every single decision we make in our life is the best that we can do 
with where we are when we make that choice. I don't care what you did. I don't care how bad it was. I don't care what has happened. We are all doing the best we can with where we are in that exact moment. When we understand things, when we do the work, when we experience the repercussions of a bad choice, all of that will help us to make a better choice the next time. But whatever you've done in this life was the best that you knew in that moment. So there's a beautiful forgiveness and acceptance of every past version of ourselves who was just doing the best that they could. That being said, knowing what you know now, what would you have done different? And a different way to come at this, not the same question, but kind of a different way to come at this if you can't think of an answer, is this thing I heard years ago. I was reading a book on business. And that sort of led me down a rabbit hole. I ended up on YouTube. I was watching all these videos. This guy said one thing that was such a freaking game changer for me. And I still use this all the time. The question was, knowing what you know now, would you hire this employee again? It was specifically talking about management, whatever. But it was like, whatever trouble employee you have, right? Maybe it's, maybe you don't own a business. Maybe you have a friendship that's not great or a club that you're in that's not great or a church that you're in that's not great or a relationship. Like it can be anything. But he said, knowing what you know now, we're not asking, would you erase the past? Because if you erase the past, you're not living the life that you live today. I think of this in terms of relationship, right? Like I remember this question really hitting me when I was going through my divorce was like, would you choose this again, knowing what you know now? And at first I hesitated because I was like, wait, I wouldn't change my life. I wouldn't change these beautiful children. I wouldn't change all that I've learned. I wouldn't change the good memories. I wouldn't change any of that. But that's not what we're asking here. We're not asking, would you take it back? We're asking if you knew everything today, if you had the opportunity to go on that first date again, if you had the opportunity to move to the city again, if you had the opportunity, like right now it's being presented to you, but you know all the information you currently have, would you choose it again? And if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. So whatever angle you choose to come at that with, Basically, what we're trying to get to is knowing what you know now, what wouldn't you have done, to me, is a signal of a path I need to walk down. To me, that's a signal of I need to close this door to this kind of thought process or this kind of experience. I need to let go of this thing in order to move in this direction. But I can't really figure out what I need to let go of. If I don't first look at what do I what do I wish I hadn't done? The cool thing, I felt really proud of myself when I was going through these questions. I actually said this to my boyfriend. I was like, wow, it's been a really long time since I've gotten to the end of a year and felt this good about the decisions that I've made. And I think that that has to come on some level with going through this monstrously hard year on top of the previous two before that, which were also monstrously hard. Like I've just had year after year of hard stuff. 
really brutally hard stuff. And I think this year with just like the most awful thing and navigating that with our family and trying to work through just all of it, I really think beautifully broke whatever final attachment I had to perception, pushing myself in certain ways, thinking I needed to show up in certain ways, fears that I had. There's just so much stuff that wasn't serving me. The final straw of hardship was like, okay, screw it. (laughs) I've been saying it for years, but it's never been more true for me, this idea that life is going to kick the crap out of you. Life is going to kick the crap out of you. Life is going to be hard no matter what. So you know what? Laugh too hard. Have people look at you. Stop caring what other people think. Show up how you want to show up. Do life how you want to do life. You never know how much time you have left on this planet. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I've just been shown that again and again and again, that you don't ever know when it's the calm before the storm. It's spring, guys, or it's very close to spring, which means it's very close to the time of the year where I start planting my garden for summer. And this year, I was really excited to add a lemon tree, not from a seed, but like an actual tree. Did you know that fast-growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners of my show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code RACH at checkout. Guys, get a lemon tree like me. We can be twins. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code RACH at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code RACH. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Some people would stress out with this thought that like, oh, six months from now, something really bad might happen. Like that would really stress a lot of people out to think about. But if you could look at a crystal ball and you knew that in six months something really hard was going to happen to your family and you could do nothing about it, but you knew something hard was coming, 
I mean, I think you would make hay while the sun shines. I think that you would look for more opportunity to love more, to have fun, to laugh, to enjoy. If you knew that winter was coming, would you try and be more thoughtful with the harvest? Would you be more conscious of it? Just all of that stuff. I am coming into the end of this year. I feel like I grew up so much this year, which is crazy because I'm about to be 41. I am an adult. I've lived through a lot. I'm very mature. But I think the next evolution of growth for me is just like, oh yeah, I I don't want to (laughs) like tempt fate by saying like, what else are you going to do? Because I know that life can continue to do crazy things. But I think my attachment to what the world thinks has just been shattered. And now I'm like, hey, I'm just, I'm doing what feels right. I'm doing work that I think matters. I'm super lucky in that I get to do these things. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'd like to enjoy myself along this ride. But this was, yeah, the first year in years and years and years. I mean, freaking maybe ever, you guys, where I'm like not beating myself up or wishing I had done more. I'm like, nope, no, you managed some pretty hard crap this year. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, and acknowledge that and feel good about it. But understanding those things that like you wish you had adjusted is really helpful. And I think I just got to, I just got to jump start on that. 100% doing last 90 days, for those of you who did it with me, that was, that is the reason that I'm not going into this year going like, oh, I sort of wish I had been better with my health, or I wish I had done this, this, and this. Because going into last 90 days, I was like, hey, I don't want to get to the end of the year and regret it. So I've got three months to make this right. And I did. So huzzah. But asking yourself that question, super, super important. Okay, fourth question. This one's fun. Now, remember the first question I said, where do you want to be? Who do you want to be on this day next year? The fourth question is, I want you to ask that question again, but now you have a magic wand. You have a magic wand. You have a fairy godmother. You have Oprah's money. You have, you know, whatever your version of this is. If anything is possible and I don't mean that you are riding a dolphin to the depths of the sea to hang out with Poseidon. That's not what I'm, I'm not talking about fantasy. I'm talking about if anything is possible, this is your best year you've ever had in the business. If this is the best year you've ever had with your health, if this is the most joyful your relationships have ever been, magic wand experience. What do you want to be saying on this day next year? Who do you want to be? On this day next year, we've waved a magic wand. We're 10Xing how you originally answered this question. Because I think we answer this question with what's possible given our current circumstances. But then when you ask it with the magic wand, it's really cool because it's like you see what you really want. You see what you really wish were true. You see what okay, well, that would actually be the best of the best. And this was so cool because this is exactly the order that Boo and I did these questions in. 
we had asked the question and then I was like, okay, magic wand, same question, but now you have a magic wand. And he answered in such a different way, in a more expansive way and something that we hadn't really talked about. And like, what if this was a thing? And what if this was a thing? And it was so cool. Cause it's like, while well, you're actually seeing the fullness of what life could be. And I want to always aim at the fullest expression of this life. When I was in eighth grade, I got to do the eighth grade commencement speech at graduation. It's my first like big keynote, guys. I was, you know, 14 years old. And I have never forgotten this quote, though I cannot remember who originally said it. But the line that I shared was, if you aim your arrow at the sun, you might not reach it, but you will fly far higher than if you have aimed it at an object level with your own self. If you said that in your business this year, you want to bring home a profit of $100,000, that's your goal. And that feels like big. Last year you did 75, this year you're going for 100. That's incredible. Nothing wrong with that vision. But if you said, you know what? Magic wand, 250,000. Magic wand, 250,000. That forces you to now ask some greater questions. Okay, well, what must be true? What would have to happen for me to get the business to $250,000 in profit, right? And maybe you come up with different things. You get really excited. You brainstorm. You you know pull together an idea soup. You figure out all these things. You talk to your mastermind group. You like get fired up. And you get three great ideas from this process that you try to do to get to $250,000 this year in profit. And maybe you don't get to 250000 but you get to one seventy-five. You get to $175,000 in profit just because you aimed higher than your original goal. Because I freaking promise you that if you aim higher, if you aim way bigger than you think you can pull off, you will get more than if you aimed your arrow at an object level with where you are right now. Think about it. Magic wand question. All right. My fifth and final question, and this is just for fun, okay? This is just to add some more joy to our lives, to hopefully laugh more, to get to the end of this year, 2024, and feel really good about not just what we accomplished, but how well we lived. My fifth question is, what is a resolution for fun? What is one resolution you could, I, I don't want you to do a resolution that's like, I'm gonna lose 15 pounds. Like just, we all know the data on how often New Year's resolutions fail. It's not an effective thing to do, but what if you had a New Year's resolution for something fun? What is something fun that you're like, people are like, my resolution is to get healthy. And you're like, my resolution is to try as many cheeseburgers from as many different cheeseburger restaurants as I can. And then at the end of the year, rate them in order. What if you're like, my resolution is I want to see how many days I can roller skate in 2024. I want to see how many independent coffee shops I can try a cappuccino at, right? I want to 
See, how many times can I see my favorite animal in real life? You're like, I really love a tortoise. I love a tortoise and I want to see as many tortoise, torti, tortoises. I don't know the proper terminology, but maybe that's your resolution. In fact, even better if the resolution could be something that's just like bananas. That when people ask you what your resolution is, they laugh when they hear it. And you laugh because it's a fun resolution. I remember years ago, God, I I think I was turning 37. Yeah, I think it was 2020. And this got horribly thrown off because obviously we all know what happened in 2020. But as a joke, I said to my friends that year, I said, my resolution for 2020 is to experience 37, because I was turning 37, 37 different forms of transportation. Could I travel on 37 forms of transportation? I remember I had a note in my phone because if you think about it, there's a lot of emojis that are transportation. And I just made a list of every kind of, it was like semi-truck, airplane, jet, roller skates, skateboard, cross-country skis, downhill skis. Like I thought of every single bit I could think of. And I was like, this is a hilarious New Year's resolution to just make it a goal to get on as many of these as I can. And maybe you're like, well, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. Well, so are taxes, but we do those. There's so many boring, lame, life-sucking things that we have to do. We have to go to the dentist. We have to help our kids with algebra, even though we do not remember algebra. We have to do all these things, right, in life. You become an adult and all of a sudden you have responsibilities upon responsibilities and things that you never realized you were going to have to do as a grown human. You thought being an adult was just like you could stay up as late as you want and go to Taco Bell at any time. But actual real life adult responsibilities are way harder than that. And if that's going to be true, could we also just have some fun? Just straight up fun just for fun. Consider it. What is a New Year's resolution for fun that you can do that would just make your heart happy? Maybe you want to try as much candy as you can. Maybe you want to perfect your favorite chocolate cake recipe. Maybe this is the year that you become awesome at grilling. Maybe this is the year that you learn to scuba dive. I don't know. But let's have a resolution that's just for fun. Because why not, man? Why not? I'm going into this year excited for all that's happening. I'm going into this year feeling pumped about what comes next in my business, in my life, for my family, lots of good things on the horizon. And I think like most of us, the good things don't mean that bad things aren't happening too, but being human is holding space for both of those. That's what this year really was in so many ways, was just holding space for both the good and the bad and really leaning into and enjoying the good stuff when it was happening so that it made the hard stuff more bearable. But I'm really excited for all that 2024 holds. I hope you are too. I hope you feel like you've got 
a bunch of tools from us here on the show, like all sorts of ideas that will help you. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back like a week and listen to the calendar audit episode or go watch it on YouTube. I think it's Rachel Hollis Motivation on YouTube if you want to go watch a podcast as opposed to listening to it. But dig into the calendar audit. If you've never done it before, go listen to episode zero of the Start Today podcast. I take you on a guided visualization of what your future could look like 10 years from now or five years from now. There's so many pieces of content we've created that are totally free that I feel like will really set you up for success. Thank you again to everyone who bought our new Start Today journals. I know that a bunch of you are super bummed because you really wanted one for the new year and we sold out before you could get your hands on it. I promise I will keep you posted on when we get those back in stock so you can take that journey on. You can start your morning routine and your morning practice and gratitude and goal setting and all the things. But I just keep saying this again and again, you do not need a start today journal to have a great morning routine. You can do the exact practice in the journal in whatever notebook you have. Go grab episode zero of the Start Today podcast, and it explains to you exactly how to do it in whatever notebook you have. You do not have to buy our journal. So yes, they're cute. They look really good. They're a keepsake. But in the interim, go nab that so you've got something to start your day and start your year really strong. Remember that this life is what you make it. Remember that you are in control of what happens next. You are meant to be the captain of your ship. You are not a supporting cast member in someone else's life story. This is your path. This is your journey. And if you decide so, this is your year. I will be back soon with more conversation and ideas. If you liked this episode, if you found it helpful, we would so appreciate if you'd share it on your social or just send it to a friend that you think would dig it too. Until next time, as always, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 7. My trip to South Dakota was the best summer ever. Now I don't need to go to Mars because I've been to the Badlands. And I caught a bigger walleye than Dad when we went to the Missouri River. Then I rode my bike through these huge rocks called needles. Ooh, I also saw my first herd of bison, even a fuzzy furry baby one. I can't wait to go back and see more. There's so much South Dakota, so little time.